Welcome to Committing High Reason. I'm your host, Rabbi Yaakov Shapiro, who is, as you could tell, experimenting with new intro music. If you like it, please let me know in the message form on our website, committinghighreason.com. In our last podcast, we spoke about the chief rabbi of Israel, former chief rabbi of Israel, actually, who, in an article last week in the Jerusalem Post, said that even though Israel is officially a, and by law, a democratic and a Jewish state, quote, Israel is a Jewish state before it is a democratic state. As a proof for this, he invoked Israel's Declaration of Independence, and he said, quote, In the Declaration of Independence, the word democracy or democratic does not even appear once. And it's not that anyone's against democracy, but it is not the basis of our nation. The word Jewish appears more than ten times. This is the basis upon which the state of Israel was founded, according to David Ben-Gurion. There is no question about that, he said, end quote. Now, last podcast, we mentioned that the chief rabbi is a sellout and a traitor to the Jewish religion and to the Jewish people because the definition of the word Jewish, as used in Israel's Declaration of Independence, contradicts and was even designed to negate the definition of the word Jewish as it has always been understood by Orthodox Judaism and our Bible. In addition, David Ben-Gurion's definition of Jewish was so contradictory to the Orthodox Jewish one that David Ben-Gurion said Orthodox Judaism is Nazi ideology. And this is important for me as an Orthodox Jew for everybody out there to know because the chief rabbi of Israel, former chief rabbi, dresses like me, he looks like me, and he professes to be Orthodox like me. But the religion that he practices, in fact, his very Jewish identity is so different than mine, literally, it's the difference between Orthodox Jews and, according to Ben-Gurion, the one he's quoting, Nazi ideology. That's a quote from Ben-Gurion not from me. So if anybody thinks that the people in the government of Israel today, or even the office of the chief rabbinate, represent Orthodox Judaism, think again. This is Zionist Judaism. Like Jews for Jesus, I call them Jews for Zionism. But that was what we discussed then. Today, we're going to discuss why it was inevitable that the current Israeli government, the right-wing, nationalist, ethnocentric Israeli government was the only possible outcome for Israeli politics from the beginning of Zionism back in the 19th century. And the contradiction that the chief rabbi brought up, the contradiction that everybody now in Israel is talking about, is precisely why. He mentions the idea that even though by law, by Israeli law, Israel is a Jewish state and a democratic state, it is more a Jewish state than it is a democratic state. The chief rabbi is recognizing inherently in his statement that there's a contradiction between being a Jewish state and being a democratic state, but it's more fundamentally, whatever that means, Jewish than it is democratic. Now, the chief rabbi was not the first to bring up this contradiction, nor the first to bring Israel's Declaration of Independence in as proof. Here's a recording of Mayor Kahana, when he was a member of Israel's Knesset at the National Press Club. Listen in. I want to pose the question which will give you an understanding of why they hate me so, the Jews in Israel. 
because with this question, with these points, I touch the most sensitive of all nerves, the contradiction between Judaism, Zionism, and Western democracy. The state of Israel was created as a Jewish state. Indeed, in the Declaration of Independence of Israel, it states, We hereby proclaim the creation of a Jewish state. Okay, so Mayor Kahana defined a Jewish state, a minimum, according to him, of what a Jewish state means. It means a state with a majority of Jews. Now, Kahana now has a question, and he claims that this is why the Jews in Israel hate him. Listen in. The same Declaration of Independence, a schizophrenic document if ever there was one, proceeds to, to say, Equal political rights for all people, Jews, Arabs, that's democracy. Now I put the question to each and every one one here. In theory, do the Arabs have a right, not to war, to peace, to democracy, to coexistence? Do they have a right to become the majority? Peaceful vote. If you're a Democrat, of course they have. If you're a Zionist, of course they don't. Okay, so first, Kahana interprets Israel's Declaration of Independence differently than the chief rabbi. And of course, Kahana's right. Even though it doesn't say the words democracy there, it does promise equal rights for everybody. And in 1953, the phrase Jewish and democratic was actually used in Israel's state education law. I'm putting a link to Israel's own Knesset website in the show notes where it mentions this and other places where This, as Kahana calls it, schizophrenic uh, concept is asserted by Israeli law. Kahana, however, made many mistakes in the statement, the first of which he said he's going to show the difference between Judaism and Zionism versus Western democracy. He didn't mention a thing about Judaism. Nowhere in Kahana's statement, nowhere in anything he quotes does he invoke Judaism, the religion, in any form or manner. This is just Kahana being a Zionist, claiming the same way that Jews for Jesus claim that Judaism says Jesus is the Messiah, uh, Kahana and the Zionists claim Judaism has something to do with Zionism. And as bizarre as it seems, reality is stranger than fiction. Even atheist Zionists often invoke Judaism as a defense for Zionism. Now let's get back to Kahana's question. It's a very good one. Do the Arabs have a right, through what Israel currently calls the demographic threat, to outnumber the Jews of Israel and become a majority? And then Israel is no longer a Jewish majority state. Now the founding fathers of Zionism, the people that wrote that document, never even thought of this. They never imagined that the non-Jewish population would have a chance of becoming a majority, nor did they ever define what Jewish state means. Nor does Kahana claim that the Zionist position on this, according to the way he explains it, is Israeli law, because he said that the Declaration of Independence is indeed a schizophrenic document. So he's saying that there is inherently a contradiction between Zionism and democracy, and Israel may have to choose one day one position over the other. Non-Israeli politicians have pointed this out as well, long ago. Here's John Kerry in 2016. Today there are a number, uh, there are uh, a, a, a similar number of Jews and Palestinians living between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. They have a choice. 
They can choose to live together in one state or they can separate into two states. But here is a fundamental reality. If the choice is one state, Israel can either be Jewish or democratic. It cannot be both. And it won't ever really be at peace. No kidding. Now, I remember when Kerry said this, Zionists were screaming that he's an anti-Semite. The ADL had an article then that said they were, I think, deeply disappointed with the words, with his speech. But, oh my gosh, were the were Zionists that I knew so boiling angry at him for saying that, that Israel can't be a democracy. It could either be Jewish or democracy is the same thing that Mayor Kahana said, maybe he's an anti-Semite, or the same thing that everybody sees now, and even the chief rabbi, former chief rabbi of Israel address, maybe he's an anti-Semite. The truth of the matter is that Mayor Kahana, you know what, I'm going to play you another clip from Kahana now, and you tell me who the anti-Semite is. The problem is Kahana had a good question, and he says this is why Jews hate him. By the way, I don't like Kahana either. I know he, I wouldn't use the word hate necessarily. He loved that word, so that's why he used it. But there's another reason why I don't like Kahana. Not because he pointed out the contradictions in Zionism. They are contradictions. But I can't stand him because of things like what you're about to hear. He was asked on a television interview, uh, according to his policy, that the way to reconcile the contradiction between Zionism and democracy is for the side of Zionism to win. And indeed, rather than giving the Arabs equal place in Israel or even a majority place, we should get rid of them uh, unless they want to accept uh, Israel and the seven Noahide commandments. So he was asked... Well, what would you think uh, about that happening in the United States of America with the Jews? What if the Jews were to have a population explosion and become the majority in America? Would you want them kicked out? Listen here to the question. Supposing this preposterous thought, that I thought that the Jewish people in the United States were soon going to outnumber all other religions. Mm -hmm. Would you then, uh, what would you think if I then said, uh, uh, well... We've got to get every Jew in the United States out. Tell them to either uh, either immigrate or we'll drive them on. Now, the truth is, Kahana could have said that it's not the same. He could have said that the point is Israel's Declaration of Independence declared it a Jewish state. America's Declaration of Independence did not say America is a Christian state. Therefore, it's not the same. But the questioner was asking from a democracy perspective, from a moral perspective, what would you say to that? Is it right to have a Jewish state in the sense that Kahana claims Israel should be? Here's his answer. Mr. Braden, my greatest dream would be to see the Jews of this country go to Israel. So Mayor Kahana, when asked, what would you think if the Jews were to be kicked out of America because they would have too much power over here, because they became a demographic majority, what would you say to that? Hannah's answer is, that would be my dream. All the Jews would end up going to Israel. Now, you tell me who the anti-Semite is. I've always said, you've heard it over here, and so have Orthodox rabbis for a hundred years more, 
that Zionism is anti-Semitic. Herzl said that anti-Semitism is going to be Zionism's greatest support. Zionism says that Israel is the nation state of the Jews, regardless of where the Jews live. So my country, as a Jew, no matter where I am, if I'm born in America and I grew up over here, my father's from Poland, my mother's family's from England and Russia. No, my country is Israel and the Jews belong there. That's Zionism. Zionism says Jews belong in Israel. So I ask you, is that not anti-Semitic? Is it not anti-Semitic? To answer the question the way he did, the question was, what would you think if somebody did to the Jews in America what you want to do to the Arabs in Israel? And his answer is, that would be my greatest dream. So yes, the Zionism of Mayor Kahana, which is the Zionism of Ben Gavir, and the Zionism of Betzal Smotrich, and the Zionism of Israel's current government, is racist, absolutely racist. But it's racist against the Jews, first and foremost, because what it says is that to say Israel is a Jewish state, according to this version of Zionism, is to say that Jews all belong in Israel. Yes, we would do to the Jews, we would love to do to the Jews what we claim we're doing to Palestinians. Give them less rights in America. Kick them out. This is insane. Now, this obviously, from the same Zionists that would say anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. So if you say like Kahana that we would have no problem, be our greatest dream, if the Jews would be forced out of America to go to Israel, that's fine. But if you're against Zionism, then you're an anti-Semite. So it turns out that Jews who are traditional Orthodox Jews who are against Zionism because their religion is against Zionism, and let's say they don't even know, they don't know anything about Israel's politics, nothing. Let's take a, a random Satmar Chassid from United States of America, who doesn't know anything about Israeli politics. Why should he? He's not Israeli. He's not Palestinian. He's American. He doesn't know about Ukrainian politics, perhaps. Why should he know more about Israeli politics? No reason for it at all. But he knows that Judaism says that the Jews are a religion. The definition of a Jew is somebody that got the Torah from God on Mount Sinai and is obligated to fulfill the 613 commandments. It's not like Israel says, like Israel's Declaration of Independence says, that Israel is the homeland of the Jews. It's the, in Hebrew, in modern Hebrew, Moledet of the Jews, the place the Jews were born. That's not true. He knows that a Jew is not non-nationality. A Jew is a religion. And he knows that Israel's not the Jewish state. You're not even allowed to create a Jewish state where we don't have any interest in self-determination. Nothing, not at all. Netanyahu is not the leader of the Jews. For religious reasons, that's all he knows. He doesn't know anything about Israeli politics. Is he an anti-Semite? Well, the question was asked to Deborah Lipstadt. This was her answer. So, people like Satmer, mm. the, the Satmer Hasidim, you know, who have amongst that Nuturi Karta comes out of there, the, the, and, and in, within Nuturi Karta, there are the crazies who love to show up, you know, at Palestinian demonstrations and Holocaust sure. denial. Sure. Um, they, they attended, a group of them attended the Holocaust denial conferences in Iran, et cetera, et cetera. Um, are they anti-Semites? Well, I think the jury is a little bit out on that. Okay, so Mayor Kahana, who says that it's okay, it would be his greatest dream if Jews would be forced out of America to all come to Israel, is not an anti-Semite. He's a Zionist. His people are in uh, the Israeli government today. And Satmach Sidim, 
By the way, she brought in the Neturei Karta, and Neturei Karta have nothing to do with Satma Chassidim. Some of them may be Satma, most of them are not, but in any case, they are not a subset of Satma. Zionists like to always tie Jewish anti-Zionism to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. They don't want you to know that the reason why Orthodox Jews are against Zionism is because we don't believe that the Jews are a nationality. We're not. We don't want to be represented by some country in Israel. It has nothing to do with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Even if there would be no conflict, if the Palestinians would be happy, we would still be equally anti-Zionist. Now, somebody can have a, a political opinion uh, one side or the other, but that has nothing to do with it. They don't want you to know this. They want The Zionists want you to think that everybody in the Jewish population believes that the Jews are a nationality and it's just a question of, uh, are you allowed to make a state now? Do you have to wait for the Messiah? No, no. Jewish Orthodox anti-Zionism existed before the Israeli-Palestinian conflict did. As soon as the early Zionists reared their heads, before there was any conflict with the Palestinians in the mid-1800s, guys like Hess or Pinsker, when they came up and said the Jews are a nationality, they were considered idol worshippers. It's an absolute distortion of what Jewish identity is and certainly what Judaism is. In any case, look what you have. You have an ideology called Zionism. If you want to look for schizophrenia, then look at this. Mayor Kahana and his guys who say that, yes, they would love if Jews would be kicked out of America because then they'd have to go to Israel. Jews belong in Israel, nowhere else. Uh, They are not anti-Semites. On the contrary, they're the people running the Jewish state. They're the people claiming to run what they claim to be the Jewish state. Do you understand how pathetic that is? At the same time, a Jew believes that he wants to be an American citizen, an American national like myself, like the Satma Hasidim, like all the Orthodox Jews that aren't Zionists, but we, because we just want to be left alone to fulfill our religion, just let us be normal Americans, normal people. We're just not interested in any of this. We, we, we don't believe in it. No, you're maybe an anti-Semite. The jury is out. Who's the jury? I'm not sure. But the jury is out on whether you're an anti-Semite because of that. This is worse than schizophrenia. This is, in, this is outer space. This is up is down, down is up. This is a, a bizarro world that makes absolutely no sense. It's a Kafkaesque ideology where there are no rhymes or reasons for anything. And it is therefore no wonder that there are all these civil battles in Israel over the very identity of this country, over the very definition of what it means to be a Jew. Is there any wonder? How could an ideology like this evince any rational, reasonable ideas? Zionism has got to go. It has absolutely got to go. If Zionism goes, the world, including the state of Israel, would be a much better place, and everybody would be much safer, including the Jews in Israel. I mean, just think of this ideology. But now, here's the question. Zionism exists. Uh, Theodore Herzl started this movement where he promised the same property, meaning Jewish identity, as we discussed last podcast, to many different people. 
to the Orthodox Jews, uh, who, those who cooperated because with Zionism because they just wanted a safe place to be, to the ultranationalists, the racists like Jabotinsky and his ilk, the fascists, the communists, the socialists, all the people that had all sorts of different ideas of what it means to be Jews. And he promised them all the same prized Jewish identity. Here we are, approximately 70 years after the founding of this country that was based on being a Jewish state. That's what it says in its Declaration of Independence. And they can't even agree on what their national identity is. Is it any wonder? No, it's not. Now, the only question is, who's the favorite in this mayhem? Who's going to be the last one to emerge standing in this ideological mosh pit that is called Zionism? It had to be the settlers. There is no other possible outcome other than the taking over of Zionist ideology by religious nationalist Zionism, a.k.a. settler Zionism. And there are two reasons for this. First is Mayor Kahana's question. You, there are contradictions in having a Jewish and democratic state. How are you going to resolve that? You can either be a democratic state, you can either be a democracy, but then you'll end up like America, like Canada. Call it Herzlstan if you want, no more Israel, or have what they call a Jewish state. Now, in, in order to do that, in order to have a Jewish non-democratic state, you have to have an ideology that would fit in with uh, such a country. And normal Western people, the, whether they be liberal or conservative, the ones that created Israel and their descendants and the ones that immigrated thereto, that's not their ideology. In fact, for generations, they've bragged about, they've been brainwashed into thinking that Israel is, quote, the only democracy in the Middle East. Their army is the most moral army in the world. This is what they've been saying. They have shared values with the United States of America. This has been their upbringing, their indoctrination, their brainwashing for generations. These guys who pride themselves in being a, in their delusion, in their their own mind, at least, they look at themselves as the as this kind of oasis of a democracy in the Middle East. They have been brainwashed into thinking that their country is so equal. And so, on the contrary, this is what the Jews have finally accomplished. They created this beautiful democracy. They cannot, it will be impossible for these people to... Uh, now go back and say, no, we want a Jewish state over a, a democratic state. They, they won't be able to do it. They can't. They will have no choice but to live with the contradiction because they can't just say we want a democracy. First of all, then Israel won't be a Jewish state. And they've also been indoctrinated that without a Jewish state, the Jewish people are dead either dead because, well, Hitler's coming tomorrow and you're going to need a place to run. And of course, Israel's the only safe haven for Jews all over the world. You have that delusion as well as the delusion that Zionists created in the past few decades, uh, identity Zionism, where without Zionism, there is no such thing as the Jews. It's like part of Jewish identity. So getting rid of uh, Israel as the Jewish state would be tantamount to 
erasing Jewish identity. So they've been indoctrinated with these two things, that Israel is such a democracy, and yet also Israel is necessary for Jewish identity and Jewish survival as well. And they'll never be able to break free of that indoctrination. So they're going to have to continue living with this. But living with the contradiction works until you are asked something like Mayor Kahana asked, or you're given an ultimatum that John Kerry did. Then you kind of just back out of the fray because you don't know you don't know what to do. I, I wrote in my book, I borrowed a analogy from a rabbi that was said regarding something else. It's like a guy wakes up in the morning and, and puts on his shirt and he starts buttoning from the bottom button. And let's say he puts the button in the wrong buttonhole. So instead of undoing it then, he just takes the next button and puts it in the next buttonhole and the next button and the next buttonhole being one off all the way up. And this will work until you get to the top button. Then you have a choice. Either go around with your shirt obviously lopsided or undo the entire thing. Once Zionism comes to a head and the question is, okay, what are you going to do with these territories? What are you going to do about these millions of Arabs? What are you going to do? Is this going to be a Jewish state? Is this going to be a democratic state? Which is it going to be? Now they have a choice. They can either continue with the lopsided ideology, Zionism that they have, or they'll have to undo everything. And the average Zionist is not ready to do that. The only ones that are ready to reconcile this contradiction are the religious Zionists. Forget about the Haredim. The Haredim don't recognize Israel as the Jewish state at all. They look at Israel as their nemesis, the enemy of their religion and their identity. Even those that are in the government, those parties that are in the government, are only there similar to the way the Arabs are in the government to protect their own interests because they know that Israel would love to just draft them into the army and make them into Zionists and commit various other offenses against traditional Judaism in order to eliminate their own ideology. And the Haredim won't have that. So the Haredim, there's a disagreement amongst them. It's similar to the disagreement that there was amongst the Arabs regarding going into the government. Some Haredim said, no, we have to go into the government to protect our interests. Others said, no, we just say we're not getting involved. We're not going to vote. Many Haredim don't in Israel because they believe that it's prohibited according to Jewish law to take part in any way in the existence of a state of Israel. Again, this has nothing to do with the conflict with the Palestinians because even if there would be no such conflict, even if the Palestinians would be happy, this would still apply. It's a simple idea of the idea that Israel is called the Jewish state is an offense to Jewish people and to Judaism, if you have the traditional definition of the word. So the Haredim, forget about it. They're not going to say, no, we want this to be a Jewish state. Let's do what Kahana wants to do. They don't believe in any of that. And by process of elimination, therefore, you have the settlers willing to step up to the plate, a plate full of contradictions and absurdities where they fit perfectly into the batter's box. Then there's the second reason. The second reason is, in order to maintain this, this tension between Jewish state, democratic state, even if there wouldn't be a conflict over there, in order to maintain Israel, in order to maintain the state as it is, it takes a tremendous uh, amount of 
sacrifice and efforts because Israel is a big liability to the people living there. It is the most dangerous place for Jews to live. It didn't create a Jewish identity. Israel was the biggest failure of any political project in modern times. It promised, it promised to end anti-Semitism. That was Herzl and Pinsker, and it didn't, clearly didn't. On the contrary, Israel is responsible for much anti-Semitism all around the world, as statistics show. It didn't create a Jewish identity because they can't even agree on what the definition of Jew is. They can't even come up with any consistent definition outside of the religious one. It didn't provide normalcy to the Jews because life in Israel uh, is anything but normal. It didn't create independence for the Jews because they are constantly dependent upon the United States and support from other countries. Being a Zionist is a very traumatic experience. It's a very, it takes a lot of sacrifice. And why would somebody be willing to do that? Well, if your religion says so, then you'll be willing to do that. And therefore, the only people willing to actually manage Zionism, the operations of Zionism, despite all of these um, sacrifices, are, are the religious ones because they're motivi motivated by their religion. It's not, again, I cannot overemphasize this. It's not normal Orthodox Jewish religion. It's a bizarre combination of pagan land worship, organic nationalism, um, evangelical Christianity, German vitalism, various different ideologies cobbled together to create their settler religion, Jews for Zionism. But because they're motivated by religious zeal, uh, they are willing to pay the physical, material, and psychological price of being a Zionist. In other words, in short, it's really not worth, Zionism isn't worth it to anybody, except for uh, those who think that their religion demands it. So that's why the religious Zionists, uh, aka the settlers, are the ones that ended up on top. The second reason is in order to have a Jewish state without a clear definition of what a Jew is, is a very difficult thing. If you're going to choose, okay, we're going to make these sacrifices uh, because we want a Jewish state, as opposed to a regular Western democracy, you're going to do that without knowing what a Jewish state means? That's not an easy thing to demand. So all these secular definitions of Jewish identity or even Judaism, they're not self-consistent. They don't work. They don't make any sense. The settlers, although they mix large doses of all sorts of ideologies into their religion, the actual definition of a Jew, they still retained from Judaism. They believe that the definition of a Jew is the religious one, and that's absolutely consistent. So now there are many religious Jews, myself included, but religious Jews that are willing to be Zionists, you need what they call Datilumi, religious nationalists, religious Zionists. Those are the only ones that are able to do this. You cannot run a Jewish state without a consistent, uh, internally consistent definition of what it means to be Jewish.
And because the secular definitions of Jewishness are not internally consistent, they're not going to succeed at standing up for a Jewish state because they don't even know what it is. These people have a religion that they invented, or the Rabbi Cook invented, that claims to know what it means to be a Jew and what a Jewish state is. They have this messianic definition. So the by process of elimination, the only people that could actually say, okay, we want a Jewish state here, uh, are those that have some idea of what Jewish means, and the religious ones are the only ones. You also have to be a Zionist, so you need a combination of the two. It's incompatible, but that's a contradiction that they can live with because religions often contain paradoxes, and this is just a paradox of religious Zionism. So in short, we have two reasons why it was inevitable, why there was no other possible outcome, really, from the beginning of Zionism, save the country being run by those who are running it today or people like them. The first reason is because Zionism is a very expensive proposition. It takes physical sacrifice, but even more so, it's a psychologically traumatic ideology. And only those who are motivated by religious zeal, by messianic zeal, whether they be evangelicals, by the way, that's why the evangelicals will sacrifice for Israel, whether they be evangelicals or Jews for Zionism, well, that's what you're going to have. In order to be able to be a Zionist, you need that irrational religious motivation, because to be a Zionist means to be irrational. And secondly, the particular type of state that Zionism claims Israel is, a Jewish state, only makes sense if you have some kind of consistent definition of what Jewish means. So that eliminates all the secular Jews altogether. And among those with the religious definition, you have those that want no part of Zionism. So the only people that you have left standing are the people that both have a religious definition of Jewishness as well as a strong dose of nationalistic Zionism incorporated into their religion. Those are the settlers and the evangelicals. The result is an anti-Semitic, racist mixture of various ideologies that's actually the antithesis of uh, traditional Judaism, an ideology that results in the position that it's okay to have Jews kicked out of America and forced to go to Israel, that would be a dream, and at the same time, Regular religious Jews that just want to be left alone and practice their religion and reject Zionism are considered anti-Semites. <laughs> 